This is the John Oakley Show podcast. Part three of our ongoing series looking at tainted water and as this comprehensive and thorough study investigation really across the country took a year and you had uh, a phalanx of journalists and academics and all involved in this and they found that some cities uh, rather uh, seriously have high levels of lead in their water. Uh, 33% of about 12,000 samples collected by these cities since 2014 exceeded Health Canada's current recommended limit of five parts per billion. How serious is this matter and uh, what do we need to know about it and perhaps uh, alleviate any concerns that you can do as a private homeowner? Mark Edwards has joined us on the line, a professor of civil engineering at Virginia Tech, and he was a point person in uh, really exposing Flint, Michigan's water crisis back a few years ago. Professor Edwards, good to have you on the Oakley Show. Hi there. Nice to be here. I appreciate you joining us. So uh, when we talk about 33% of about 12,000 samples exceeding Health Canada's current recommended limit of five parts per billion. Uh, that seems inordinately high, doesn't it? It does, and it tells us Canada really needs to get going and join the rest of the civilized world in having a lead and water standard. All right. That was good that you added that last part. I just thought uh, Canada needs to join the rest of the civilized <laughs> world. Well, we're currently leaving it down here, but anyway. All right. Well, very good. Uh, so when we say five parts per billion, uh, what do you make of that? Because, I mean, it just, I don't know uh, what the going concern would be if it's, uh, you know, 10 parts versus five and so on and so forth. Uh, what does five sound like to you? The most recent health research really does tell us that these lower levels of lead still do cause significant harm, and what seemed safe, you know, back 30 years ago uh, is not good enough anymore. So five once would have sounded good, but it's it's no longer good enough. In the aftermath of Flint down here, our goal is trying to get down to one, but, you know, we, we've got a long ways to go ourselves. So five, anything above five is definitely something that would worry me, and I'd consider using bottled water and a filter if that were if that were my water. Yeah, okay. So any trace element of lead obviously is a concern. I think it's five and above, really. Uh, you know, trace, some people do get very, very worried, but, you know, I think five is a reasonable standard. All right. Well, that's what Health Canada says, and uh, here in Ontario, we're at 10 right now, uh, I guess, the operative phrase after this investigative report would be, let's bring it down to five. In the city of Toronto, though, uh, our mayor was telling us on the show just two days ago, our water is relatively safe, and in fact, a lot of the pipes have been replaced. Uh, he also mentioned something about oral, uh, orthophosphate in uh, the supply. Tell me how that works, and if in fact that's, what do we call it, a prophylactic of sorts. Uh, indeed. So Toronto had actually a horrible lead and water problem about 10 years ago when I went up there and consulted with them. I was a little bit horrified. And they were very aggressive about installing this advanced corrosion control, orthophosphate. And some of the numbers I reviewed as the result of this uh, report in Canada were just astonishing in terms of how much lead and water in Toronto was reduced. It's on the order of 90, 95% from when I consulted. So you're lucky. You're ahead of the curve. You're a huge success story. You're a good example. So how does it work exactly then? It coats the pipes, and it tends to keep the lead on the pipe and out of the water. And it certainly is a Band-Aid, but in Toronto, that Band-Aid is working remarkably effectively. And someday you'll get the lead pipes out of the water, but in the meantime, your water company is doing the best they can to, to minimize lead and water for everyone. 
Yeah, I guess you can say it's cost-effective and efficient at the same time because replacing all the aged pipes in our infrastructure, some of which are over 100 years old, would just be cost prohibitive, right? Oh, my goodness. It's going to take longer than my lifetime before that happens. So, you know, in the meantime, we have to protect ourselves with corrosion control and, when necessary, bottled water and filters. Yeah, you know, uh, the city of Hamilton, just to our uh, west, was uh, cited as having still about 20,000 homes that have the lead piping, and uh, some of the civic fathers have said it would take 40 years to retrofit everything. So, again, that's the span of a half a person's life. Indeed. Yeah, no, I mean, it sounds easy, but we can't even find out where these lead pipes are down here in the States. we got to dig up everyone's yard, as we did in Flint, to see what's there, because the records were just so poor. Yeah, and the case is that uh, the city may have some, uh, you know, the the orthophosphate in the piping, but if it's a, a, a water line coming in from the city's main into your home, you're really on the hook. The onus is on the homeowner to take care of that particular portion, isn't it? Well, it is after that point, but the, the connection, which is the pure lead service line connecting your house to the main, that's kind of a shared responsibility, and it's there because of the city code. So in some ways, legally, morally, uh, they do own the lead that comes from that. But you do have some lead in your house as well, lead solder, lead brass. Those are not as bad generally as the lead pipe, but they still can be, you know, a very significant source of lead if you don't have good corrosion control. Yeah, you talk about filters as well. Uh, commercially available filters. I mean, what kind of filters are we discussing now? Just off the shelf uh, down here in our big box retail stores, as long as it's certified NSF 53 lead removal. Uh, generally, they're very, very effective. And yet, the beautiful thing is you only need to treat the water used for cooking or drinking. Uh, so that gives you a long lifetime of your filters. And in some cases, it's cheaper to filter your water than to sample and see if you have a problem. All right. So taking a shower, you're not going to pick up lead contamination through osmosis or anything? No, no. The skin absorption, inhalation pathways are, are virtually you know non-existent. So it's really just water used for cooking or drinking, and so if you have that uh, faucet filter that you bypass when you're washing dishes, you know, you're getting the most for your money. A lot of people tend to believe that uh, boiling the water will take these contaminants out, including lead. Disabuse them of that. Mm. Well, it won't. Um, It kills the bacteria, (laughs) uh, but the lead stays there, and if you got food, the lead will kind of stick to your food. So if you're ever, you know, cooking pasta, you get a massive quantity of water and, you know, you boil your pasta and that the lead sticks to the food. And then when you pour the water out, it, it doesn't go with it. So, yeah, again, water use for cooking and drinking. And so if you're buying bottled water, how confident can we be uh, that that's got like zero contaminants or it's full on purity? Well, there's no such thing as perfectly safe water. Even bottled water has plasticizers, um, bacteria in it. But, you know, we've done a lot of testing on bottled water, and uh, to date we haven't found any that has significant lead, although the bottled water standard is five parts per billion, uh, same as what you're talking about for your drinking water. But it's it's much, much less likely to exceed five parts per billion. And uh, we've generally found undetectable amounts of lead. So if you're... Thinking about avoiding lead, uh, bottled water is an alternative. So, Professor Edwards, if somebody uh, just has an inkling that uh, maybe the supply uh, may be coming from pipes that, again, are tainted, corroded, whatever, they can, and they take it upon themselves, they want to have it tested, how do they go about that? 
Well, you can contact your, your water company, and oftentimes the city will come and test it for a very low cost or for free as a customer service. Or you can reach out to uh, a test lab who's certified to do lead testing according to the Canadian protocol, and they can come and do it. And typical cost in the States are anywhere from uh, 30 to $40, $50. So what do you think finally is the result or going to be the result of uh, this comprehensive and thorough report? It took a year in compiling, and uh, I know you were uh, a participant in such. Uh, is this going to change a lot of communities' outlooks? I mean, is it going to lead to uh, stricter legislation and regulation and so on and so forth? I think so. I, you know, I, it, it's eyebrow-raising, you know, just the levels of lead and how widespread the problems were and the fact that Canada's kind of lagging on, on not having corrosion control. And you saw the outrage over what happened in Flint. Now, that was because we had a law and we broke it. Uh, and covered it up, but you know many Canadian cities have lead levels higher than Flint right now. And of course, if you don't have a law, you can't be guilty of breaking it. So, by the way, how did you discover the situation in Flint? The same way I found other problems. Moms figured out their kids were lead poison, and they became citizen scientists and <laughs> figured all this out and called me up. And so, when I got involved, all the science was done, and I just had to kind of become an activist. Uh, so it was a complete role reversal, wherein the the citizen was the scientist and I became the activist, but interesting. So mothers had actually recognized health consequences. Oh my goodness, yeah. The three big water crises of, of our time down here for lead were all moms that had twins uh, who figured out that the growth of one of them was stunted and started asking why and traced it back to lead and water. It's a fascinating story. Certainly is. Uh, Love to follow up sometime. I appreciate your time as is this afternoon, Professor Edwards, Mark Edwards, Professor of Civil Engineering with Virginia Tech. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.